0: Welcome to Take Up and Read, a bite-sized Bible study podcast on the Sunday Catholic Mass readings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. This Sunday is the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time of Year B. Our first reading is Wisdom, Chapter 7, Verses 7-11, through 11, which is beautiful poetry of King Solomon in praise of wisdom. The ability to know and act out God's law, which he has received as a gift from the Lord. Solomon goes through a litany of things which he prefers wisdom to. Scepter and throne, riches, priceless gems, gold, silver, health and comeliness, and even light. Wealth is what the preaching of Jesus will focus on in this Sunday's gospel, and in a sense it summarizes all the others. King Solomon, the most powerful man in the Israelite realm, finds the most countless riches at the hands of wisdom. Our psalm this Sunday is the last section of Psalm 90, the only psalm in the Psalter attributed to Moses. Psalm 90 tells of the fleetingness of man's life and asks the Lord for wisdom of heart. The psalm echoes Moses' frequent pleading to the Lord on behalf of the Israelite people during their sojourn through the desert, after their exodus from Egypt. Verse 15 says, Make us glad for the days when you afflicted us, for the years when we saw evil. Note that this is not to say that God torments his creation, but rather allows human suffering so that a greater good might be drawn from it. Wisdom is required in order to get a glimpse of things from this eternal perspective. All that happens to a man can be discerned and peaceably accepted in light of this wisdom from God. In the words of St. Josemaria Escriva, Time is a treasure that melts away, that escapes from us slipping through our fingers like water through the mountain rocks. Tomorrow will soon be another yesterday. Our lives are so very short. Yesterday has gone, and today is passing by. But what a great deal can be done for the love of God in this short space of time. This Sunday's second reading is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13, which is a striking warning that all of our actions are known to the omniscience of God. Moreover, the Lord's omnipotent will is always matched by action. Whatever He speaks takes place. This simple catechetical note, however, provides a wealth of meditation for our reflections on the moral life and our eternal destiny. Paragraph 1022 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church has this to say on the particular judgment. Quote, Each man receives his eternal retribution in his immortal soul, at the very moment of his death, in a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ. Either entrance into the blessedness of heaven, through a purification or immediately, or immediate and everlasting damnation. At the evening of life, we shall be judged on our love." Unquote. Our gospel this Sunday is Mark chapter 10, verses 17-30, which is Jesus' well-known encounter with the rich young man. The young part comes from the parallel account in Matthew's Gospel, see chapter 19 verse 20. We can imagine the reverence of the man as the text says, running up to Jesus and kneeling before him, addressing him as the good teacher. Jesus' response is at first puzzling, denying that he is deserving to be called good, as only God is good. Our Lord is challenging him to recognize that Jesus is more than just a good teacher. The man has called Jesus good because he is God incarnate. In order to inherit eternal life, the man must acknowledge Jesus as God and Lord of his life. As will become clear, however, Jesus already knows all about the man and his adherence to the law of God, as well as his material wealth. The one thing that he lacks is detachment from his possessions, which will allow him to follow Jesus unconditionally. The man's possessions not only prevent him from literally following Jesus around Palestine, but from being a disciple in the full spiritual sense. We must not doubt the earnest holiness of this man, as Jesus deemed him worthy to be among his disciples who take part in his itinerant ministry. One might even imagine this man someday replacing Judas among the twelve apostles in the book of Acts see chapter 1 verses 15 through 26. But lest we worry too much about the rich man, there is some interesting plausible speculation that he is the same man who later sold his field and became a missionary in Acts chapter 4 verses 36 through 37. That man, of course, was Saint Barnabas, the frequent companion of Paul on his missionary journeys. Whatever the case, This episode is a warning about what could be lost if we are not willing to meet the Lord's demands, demands that He gives grace to live up to. Starting in verse 19, Jesus lists a number of precepts to be followed in order to inherit eternal life, most of them from the Ten Commandments. Furthermore, Jesus calls us to abandon anything that might prevent us from following Him wholeheartedly, just as Solomon put wisdom above all his other possessions. As Jesus says in verse 30, those who do will receive a hundred times more now in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. Note that persecutions are among the rewards promised if you ever hear someone presenting faith as an instrument or measure of earthly prosperity. Finally, a note on verse 25, where Jesus says, It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. This raises the question of just who is too rich to enter the kingdom of God. That is not a question I am qualified to answer comprehensively, though I recommend Father Thomas Dubé's book, Happy Are You Poor? Remember that Jesus does not call all of the interlocutors he meets in the Gospels to the same way of life. The rich young man was called to a life of poverty and literal following of Jesus. Most others that Jesus meets do not receive such a radical summons, but are often told to tell others what they have seen and heard in Jesus' ministry, remaining in their current state of life. Spiritual detachment from possessions is more important than the quantity of possessions themselves. Different vocations require different needs. After all, Jesus tells the young man to sell his things to someone else. St. Josemaria told of his encounter with a wealthy woman who had no regard for her possessions, using them to support various works of charity in the church. At the same time, he knew of a poor beggar who inordinately obsessed over a single silver spoon which had come into his possession. Jesus gives us hope in verse 27 that we too might come to that particular state of detachment to which he has called us. For human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. That's all we have time for today. Let's conclude with a collect from this Sunday's Mass. May our grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more and find resources, visit studycatholic.com. And please tell your friends about the show, and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks again, and God bless.